Welcome back to Be Mindful You with your host, Brenna Gatimo. Oh my goodness, y'all. I got so sick and I had recorded episode eight and then got so, so sick that I couldn't even look at my laptop. Like, didn't touch it, didn't do nothing, didn't finish it. And then it dawned on me one day, oh crap, I forgot to post my episode. So, you know, it's um, one thing when you get sick. It's another thing when you are recovering from cancer treatments and your body is trying to pull itself back from all of the poisoning that I went through for, oh, I want to say like nine months, you know, and then I still have infusions once every six months. So it's like I spend three months coming back and then three months I'm good and then I go in for an infusion again and so on and so forth. And then the daily pill that I take too. So it's just this like reoccurring scenario that I have going on that when I get sick, what would take my husband a day or two to get over could take me five to 10 days. And I was one of the lucky ones that had to take 10 days to get over this crazy sinus infection that turned into an upper respiratory, or I should say total respiratory thing. And my, you know, one of my family members was like, um, I think you need to go into the doctor. And I'm like, "Mm, no, and this is why, um, I'll explain. So when I get sick and I go in and it's clearly an infection and got that green mucus and you're like, oh yeah, let's go in and get some antibiotics. It is all fine and dandy and that is wonderful. What I have noticed about myself is, is that when I go in and I get an antibiotic to then kill whatever thing is going in my thing, I have to work three times harder to get my body to go back to normal rather than just allowing my body to do what it needs to do to get rid of the cold. Now that is not to say that that is what you should do because I'm not a medical expert. I just know my body and I know my limitations of okay, there is no coming back from this and I need some assistance. But when I go and I take an antibiotic, that goes through and, and, and kills everything inside my gut. Well, your gut is where your immunity comes from as well too. And so it's what they call the second brain of your body. And it's so important for your immune system. And when it goes in and it kills everything in there, good, bad, or indifferent, I then have all of these things that I am trying to recoup and get myself back to normal. And y'all, like you may not think it is a big deal, but it is a <laughs> big freaking deal for me. So I just choose not to um, do that and just see what my body does and where it needs to go. And that's, that's that. So long drawn out on overdue. I just, or <laughs> overdue. Oh my God, you guys just long drawn out explanation, but it's, it's one of those things like, it's just what, what you got to do. Um, I wanted to go back and talk about some of those assumptions that people have made about other people. And I wanted to come back to this because I had more folks share 
about assumptions that were made about them. And I just thought that this was um, a, like could segue into the conversation of what I'm wanting to have today. So let me switch over to this profile, see where I'm at, and snag these comments. It's always fun and dandy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm like, yeah, I gotta find it. Where did you go? I have a love-hate relationship with social media, I've just decided. Like, I could click on something and I'm like, yeah. And then it's not what I wanted it to do. Where did it go? <sighs> yep, it's doing it again. All right, let's switch profiles again. This is what it does. I clicked on it and then it doesn't. I, y'all, I struggle. I struggle with the business side page of um, Facebook with this stuff. I don't know what it is or why, but I just really, really struggle with it. Oh no, I'm pretty sure it was before, after this. And, you know... We're going to find it. I'm on a mission and it's going to happen. I just don't understand why. Aha, here we go. Here we go. Don't you dare. I just want to see. Okay. So we talked about the my girlfriend that was like, you know, suffers from RBF. Um, somebody else had shared that I'm condescending and they never understood why. And... Um, another comment reached out and said that I have the most confidence they have ever seen in a single human being, which was super positive. I love the fact that that's a positive one that another person shared that I had it all together and never had problems because I was always positive and never complained. <sighs> that's a deep one. Um, let's see if I can find this other one real quick. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Hopefully I found it. Let's see if you have three more comments. Good. Um, one person was like, I've heard that I scare people. Okay. Now this girlfriend of mine, I have been friends with for a very long time and her being scary. Y'all, she's a, she's an elementary school teacher. They're like the most lovable people in the entire world that they thought I was a snob and another person who told me how fake I was. The first I corrected because it was that I was shy and the second I didn't bother with because I knew I wasn't fake. Absolutely love that. Um, that I have anger problems. Uh, oh my gosh. And then my favorite, but you're so strong. So I, I feel like this is going to be this huge thing into talking about comparison and comparing yourself to other people, comparing what it is that you have going on in your life to somebody else's life. And this has just happened a couple of times. And um, this is so, so this would be this, this like touchy thing. So I have been informed that a dear colleague and friend of mine has also been diagnosed with cancer. And I was absolutely floored and just heartbroken to hear this about, about her. And, um, I reached out of course and, and asked and, and the response that I received was, well, I just didn't want to like tell you because, you know, I, I, my, mine is as big as a deal as what yours was. And I'm like, 
oh no. And I, and I immediately stopped and was like, no, you don't get to compare your story to my story. Um, cancer, no matter what freaking sucks, breakups, no matter what freaking sucks, divorce, no matter what freaking sucks. I'm like a, a new health condition, no matter what freaking sucks, losing a job, no matter who or what freaking sucks. Like you, you can't compare your story or your diagnosis to my story or my diagnosis, because at the end of the day, nothing prepares you for the words, you have cancer, you know, nothing prepares you for, oh, I'm filing for divorce. Nothing prepares you for you're fired. You know, like there's to sit there and compare yourselves, but there's this massive culture of comparison between it, like within, and I don't even know if it's so much like uh, men, and this should be like a really easy, um, that uh, I should probably put up and 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 ask about this. Like, do men compare each other to other men? Like, where's the comparison at? Because I feel like this culture for women is is that we constantly, and I mean constantly, compare ourselves to other people. And then it goes into the comparison of like what you have versus what somebody else has, what house you have, what cars you drive, what um, toys you have, whether you have a camper or a boat or four wheelers or jet skis or motorcycles or whatever. How many dogs do they have? Oh, you're training your dogs, your therapy dog versus, oh, I don't do that kind of training with my dog. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. Oh, it's so funny. I just looked over at me thinking it was like, oh, shoot. Ah, uh, yeah. I wrote a list out earlier today. Couldn't find my freaking list. And it's been sitting in my office this whole time. <laughs> Glad I remembered it off the top of my head and got everything on the list. Um, and it just, it's, it's so gross, that yucky comparison thing that people would you know, downplay things. Um, the other thing that's been coming up too is like when somebody wins, um, an award and, and a big notification thing and people are like, don't, don't go and say too loudly what you earned. Don't go and brag about it. Don't go and do this. Don't go and do that because then you're no longer showing humility and being humble. And, I really want to like smack people. You should be shouting it from the rooftops for however long you freaking want to. That's an accomplishment that you should be able to shout out um, for decades to come because it helps motivate you and it also helps motivate people. But the problem is, is that people compare themselves to the other person and then they get tripped up in the jealousy and the envy and comparing them themselves to that person. Like, oh, well, if I didn't have kids, then I could have received that. Or if I would have been married, if I was married, then I could have been doing that. Or, you know, uh, the biggest one was, like that I like is, oh, well, if I was married and I had a two person income like you, then I could afford to do the things that you do as well, too. And it's like, um, gross. Like, I, I like, that's just like the one word that comes to me is gross. And, people forget that we are supposed to be self-reflecting and we're supposed to be mindful 
of the things that we are thinking and saying about ourselves. But this goes back to a previous book I was talking about that talked about the disappointment. You have to come face to face with the disappointment within yourself. And self-reflection comes with that. Like the second you start self-reflecting, you're going to be looking at your disappointment in the in the mirror and you're going to be looking at it every day and you're going to be battling through that and then looking at the person who's doing really well for themselves and wishing them well, wishing them all the best, even though you have these thoughts and feelings inside of your inside of your head and your body, it's okay. But that's what being mindful is. I'm aware that I feel and th- are thinking this way, but I'm still going to wish you well and wish you all the best, no matter what. And I'm not going to compare my story to your story, and I'm not going to compare my journey to your journey because you can't. But it's this sick cycle that we get into. And I won't lie, y'all, like I've, I struggle with that as well, too. I look at my two amazing friends who are absolutely killing it within their brand, within their business, like they're doing their jam. And here I am at the very beginning stages of this. And I'm like, oh my God, had I just started sooner, I would have been way further along than all of this. And I have to stop myself because their journey is just that their journey. My journey is just that my journey. I cannot compare my journey to their journey. They didn't go through a cancer diagnosis. I did. They went through other life life circumstances, absolutely, and I can't compare that either. But at the same point, like as they were grinding, I have spent a last the last year and a half, uh, you know, grinding, but for a different reason. They were grinding on their brand. I was grinding on my health, and that's okay. But we get tripped up on comparing ourselves that we should have that. And then it goes into that easy thing of, oh, it should just be so easy to do this. They make it look so easy. And it's it's not about that. It's hard work. It's dedication. It's going through the slumps. It's going through the slow times. It's knowing that it's going to be a process and a long journey. It's not going to be an easy thing. Um, I have this conversation, you know, with with somebody dear, near and dear to me just recently. Like, just because I look well, just because it seems like I'm well, does not necessarily mean that I am well, 100%. I'm not the same Brenna that I was before I got diagnosed. And it's going to take me longer than just six months to get back to what it was beforehand. It's going to be longer. And it and that should be okay. There shouldn't be this thing where I have to, you know, compare myself to somebody who's been cancer free for 15 years. And, you know, it should be one of those things of like, man, that's exactly what I want to do. So the example I'll give you is there was somebody who um, was running a 5k, a survivor, and they were running a 5k. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I didn't think of being like myself going, oh, crap. I should have been running. I literally looked at that person and was like, you are my inspiration. And I hope one day that I will be able to run a 5k with that survivor medal around my neck, knowing that I'm doing the damn thing. 
and inspiring other survivors to take their health into their into their own hands and figuring out all that stuff because that's that's the way it should be it shouldn't be this comparison of like oh well I could have ran that if I would have just blah 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 and so I just yeah assumption and let me go back into that assumption of um you're so strong I have been told this over and over and over again and it is always wonderful to hear but there are times when I am not strong and it's it's okay and I would hate to think that standing here today that somebody is comparing comparing themselves to me that they should be strong or stronger or strong like Brenna because she went through cancer and what I'm going through is nothing compared to that and I don't want people to compare that and I don't want people there are moments of strength and there are moments of weakness and there are moments of somewhere in between strength and weakness it's a a a road with two yellow lines on either side and the dotted white line down the middle and you are floating between strength and weakness and that's just life like I don't get to just (laughs) I am not always this pillar of strength and when I'm feeling weak that statement comes up And I just, I want to whack it. I want to, with a baseball bat, hit it out of the park. There's not even an option of something that I want to hear. And because at that moment, I'm feeling the weakness. And I'm giving myself the time and the space to be able to feel that weakness. And so that assumption of, you're so strong. Well... Yeah, I'm strong, but I'm also weak, and I'm also everything in between, and I also compare myself to others, and I have to check myself to ensure that I'm not getting stuck on it. You know, it's just, it, that's just part of that self-reflection and being mindful of what's going on in my mind and my body. Um, something else that I had heard too, like this comparison gets brought up a lot in a lot of circles. And I, I was just like floored that like people would say this, um, well, they're not really a cancer patient. They haven't really gone through cancer. They just chose to do the preventative surgeries. It's, How can you compare those two things? One person has the genetics and is at risk to receive cancer. It's not a if they get cancer. It's when they get cancer. And then they make that choice to take all of their parts. I'm going to get choked up again. They're cutting out their reproductive organs. They're cutting off their breasts to save their life. And 
it's just I just hate the fact that that comparison is made between cancer patients and those who have the genes. It's gross. It's yucky. You don't get to lessen somebody else's story because you don't feel as if as if it's as bad as what you've gone through and what you've walked through. And it's, um, and I mean, I can see both sides of it. They haven't gone through cancer treatment, so they don't really know. But I see the other side of it as well too, is they have to, they don't have cancer, but they have to make a choice to chop off the things that identify them as a woman. And that's, that's hard. That is a hard decision to make. And even for me, I can sit here and tell you all day long and I'm like, fucking, sorry, this is language, but fucking chop them off. Like I don't fucking need them. It's still, when it happens, after the fact, you're like, oh, am I less than, am I less than? Can I no longer identify as this part of myself because of this? I mean, you get trapped in these wild thought processes of what this looks like for yourself. And it's just, I mean, this is just me being full honest, you know, full transparency about what this can be like for, for somebody because you get attached. I, you know, somebody, somebody had asked me out of curiosity, you know, I've seen all these ladies post all over TikTok about not having reconstruction and they're all varying ages. You know, why did you choose to reconstruct? And I flat stated, call me vain. I wanted to still be a 34 year old and still feel sexy with breasts. And that's my right. It's a choice. And that does not mean that those ladies that have chosen not to reconstruct are not sexy because they are. So don't get it twisted. They are. It's just that that was a personal choice for me. And that's how I felt. I still wanted to wear these amazing outfits and look at the photos and be like, dang, them boobies look good. You know, and 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 enjoy that. You know, it wasn't for anybody else except for myself. And that's a personal choice. That's what it comes down to, a personal choice. And I've always appreciated people that ask me questions rather than talk about it behind my back um, and assume and make assumptions about something. You know, just ask me about it. I'd be more than happy to share with you my thought process. And I'm sure those ladies who chose not to reconstruct can share their thought process about why they chose not to reconstruct. And and I will not lie, there was a time where I was like, man, just chop them both off and be done. Like there's no reason for me to have boobs because they sometimes they are annoying. They get in the way, you get swoops, you you know, oh God, just all the freaking things with the boobs. And I still stand here and don't regret anything with my decision. I'm very, very grateful for the decision that I went with to reconstruct. There are uh, many outfits that I have worn now that I feel so sexy and I'm like, yes, girl, get it. Um, But it's just, 
like, it's just gross. It's gross that that judgment comes, comes into play for people. Um, that, that comparison happens, um, where you're comparing your life to others. Well, I shouldn't be here. And I mean, this happened years ago, but there were, there, there was a conversation with a family member that was like, well, you know, like I just see you and you, you know, you have the house and the kids and the, the significant other, and you have all these things. And it makes me pause and think, well, maybe I should be in that same area. And it's like, your journey is just that your journey, your choices are just that your choices. Like you have to be the one to choose if that's what you want. You know, I, I had accomplished, I knew what I wanted and I started accomplishing and working towards that. And it was fabulous. And I'm continuing to do those things and continuing to have goals for myself and choosing that for myself. But that is not always somebody's story. You know, maybe somebody, instead of having the white picket fence in the house with the dogs and the kids and the, and the, the, the happy spouse and the happy life, and they're just a backpacker and a world traveler. And that's what they've always wanted to do was to travel the world well, good for them. They should travel the world. They should enjoy all of those things and they should not be judged by their choices. It's part of life. It's I just, I, I just, this, this, this reason for it. And I want to share this because I've been going through Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart book, and I love her stuff. I've been reading her books as it comes out. I listen to her podcast. Um, her stuff is just absolutely incredible, but part of what I was reading had talked about comparison, and I was like, man, you know me. There are signs. There are signs that is like, okay, I got this is put on my heart. There's a reason why I'm here. I've got to share this. So to the book, let's see what she says. Okay, so in her book, she states, trying to find this thing, so bear with me. So researching comparison helped me understand that like it or not, I'm probably going to check the lanes next to me. She was giving a swimming analogy, um, but what I do next is up to me let's dive in. And she, I giggled cause she was like, sorry, I had to. Um, so comparison is actually not an emotion, but it drives all sorts of big feelings that can affect our relationships and our self worth. More often than not, social comparison falls outside of our awareness. We don't even know we're doing it. This lack of awareness can lead to us showing up in ways that are hurtful to ourselves and others. So like I was talking about earlier. So I didn't ever think that comparison was an actual um, emotion, but it definitely is a thought process. And I like to think of it as thought processes as a, um, a, a cycle. So you have like the thought that goes, or my bad, let me restate that. You have the trigger and then the trigger starts the thought process and the thought process then goes into emotions then goes into action then goes into the consequences and back and forth and this cycle you can be a hamster stuck on the wheel and you can bounce around to the different things but you always have an escape lane um, which is what we like to call as healthy coping 
And it's important that you are very aware of your thought process and how this works. And so for me, I didn't think it was an emotion, um, but I could see how that, you know, could get confusing for people. Um, But I loved the fact that she stated that comparison has a way of impacting relationships and it definitely impacts your self-worth. Um, I love how she talked about how like the social comparison falls outside of our awareness. Well, this is also where mindfulness comes into play of like being mindful. You have to have insight into yourself and know what it is that triggers you to know that you're comparing yourself. So for example, you have your eyes set on something at work and you're going for it and then someone else comes along and starts influencing the project or whatever it is that you're working on to go in a different direction and you start comparing yourself to that other person. I, oh my gosh, like if I had better this or if I knew more about this or if I did this, you know, for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 no. We each bring something to the table. This is this person's strength. These are my strengths. How do we combine and collaborate to move forward rather than getting stuck in that comparison? Well, if you don't catch yourself, what could end up happening is, is that you end up work ruining that work relationship. The tension increases, the the pressure increases, you start getting snappy, snarky, avoidance can start picking up. Like, I hope you guys get where I'm going with this. There's a lot of different behaviors that can come out of a person who got stuck in that cycle of comparing to somebody else and the feelings of jealousy, envy start coming out and you have behaviors because you're acting on it. Okay. Um, So she talks about the goal is to raise our awareness about how and why they happen so we can name them, think about them, and make choices that reflect our values and our heart. We're going to start with the comparison, then get into more specific experiences. So she goes on to um, state that there's some researchers that had made this quote, comparing the self with others, either intentionally or unintentionally, is a pervasive social phenomenon. And how we perceive our standings or rankings with these comparisons can affect our self-concept, our level of aspiration, and our feelings of well-being. They describe how we use comparison not only to evaluate past and current outcomes, but to predict future prospects. This means significant parts of our lives, including our future, are shaped by comparing ourselves to others. Dude, I was like, oh my gosh. How many, how many things have I compared myself to and then made decisions based off of those comparisons? <sighs> so stop and pause for a minute. Just think about that. How many decisions have you made that is based off of a comparison that you've done with yourself and somebody else? So I'm going to use that example of that, that family member that was like, oh, maybe I should, you know, like it makes me think that I need to be, you know, like you at the white picket fence in the house and the kids in the marriage. That person could have been spiraling down making like decisions. So let's just start with the number one thing, marriage. They could have easily jumped into a relationship with somebody 
and then continue to stay, even if the, and, and, and this is completely hypothetical, okay, but they could have totally stayed in this relationship and continued to do all these things and make decisions and, and blinded themselves to like the nasty, you know, yucky, um, behaviors that this significant other could have been, you know, displaying. And instead of recognizing it and getting out of their relationship, they stayed in it because why? They were comparing their story to somebody else's story and thus making decisions based off of, um, based off of that. And I, I, like that just, that just throws me for a loop because we, should not be looking at somebody else's story. So they make a choice, they get married, okay? Step one, complete. Relationship is toxic, it's not healthy for them. They they continue it anyways because, you know, they've got to stay on track and do this because this is what's expected of them. Then they have, then they buy a house. Another added layer of responsibility together. They buy a house together. They get married, they buy a house together. They get dogs, they have the kids, they do the projects, they do all the things, right? And then what? Oh, I'm sorry, River. This is what happens when dogs hang out inside here and I roll over them. No. Sorry, y'all. I totally made my dog cry. I rolled back on my chair and I think I got her her tail. Scared me half to death. Um... So they, they continue to make these decisions about, uh, you know, based off of this comparison that they made to, you know, somebody significant in their life. And then here they are, you know, years down the way, unhappy, completely miserable, stuck in a marriage. Finances are a mess because of all the decisions that they made. Now they have children to factor into the decision making and how they're going to move forward in their life. And some people will stay like this for a very long time, you know, because they just, they're, they're stuck. They don't know what to do. And, um, coming face to face with that disappointment of that, they made all these wrong decisions. It's heartbreaking. And they knew from the beginning that it wasn't something they should be doing, but rather than listening to their knowing, you know, like, um, uh, from the book Untamed, um, listening to their knowing and and staying true to themselves, they decided to do this based off a comparison that they made to somebody close to them in their life. And that to me is, you know, that's like, uh, that's just shocking, y'all. Like how many people I know for myself that there were decisions um, that I made based off of a comparison and, and the expectation of what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And oh God, it's gross. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. When I was 18 years old, I was in a relationship with somebody who is extremely toxic. And I, I myself was toxic as well too. So two toxic people, um, attracted to each other. Hmm. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't that sound familiar? Um, and so because I, because we're in this relationship, we were not making good decisions. It was up and down, hot and cold, um, this way, that way, all this stuff. And I got pregnant. And I was like, oh God, all right, here, here we go. 18 years old, I'm pregnant. We tell the families and 
everybody immediately is like, gotta get married, gotta get married, gotta get married. You know, it, it's you guys already made the mistake about getting pregnant before you got married. Like, you gotta get married, gotta get married. So everybody's like pushing, 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 pushing. And my mom was like, um, no. Now, I don't think I've shared too much about like my upbringing. Um, but like my mom was a worship leader for the majority of my, um, actually the entirety of my childhood. Like, uh, I don't think I've ever, like, I have all these distinct memories of her being on stage singing for the church, like constantly. I just remember like her, it was always her and a microphone and a guitar. Like I just distinct memories of all this. And my mom was the only one that said, whoa. Her first mistake was getting pregnant. Her second mistake will be marrying somebody that she may or may not, it may or may not be the person that she's supposed to be with. So one step at a time, let's, let's back off. Well, I ended up miscarrying and, and we went through the whole engagement thing and, um, I bought the wedding dress and the bridesmaids dresses and something was just telling me that this was not okay. And there was chaos. I mean, chaos from the groom side of the family. Like the, just, it just was, it just was bad all the way around. Like my parents got treated like crap. I got treated like crap. Like it was just all of these things. And I finally was like, I've had enough. I'm not, no. So I canceled everything. And I was like, Ooh, not, not doing that. But could you imagine just for, just for two seconds, the decisions that could have been made based off of the comparison of what it's supposed to be like when you grow up and become an adult and you find somebody who you love and you get married and get a house and you and you have kids will you do it backwards so then the pressure's even more on that you need to you know do it this way i it just i cannot tell you oh, i've thought about this so many times how different my outcome for my life would have been. I would have never have found my current husband. I would have never have had my three beautiful kids and my beautiful stepdaughter would not be a part of my life. I could not explain to you the difference that it would have impact like that impact on my my now husband's life as well too like this scenario that he could have been he could have been in and could have been a part of because of the decision making and it's just it's that trickle effect it's massive and i'm like oh you know so as i'm sitting here reading all of this and i'm like journaling about it and these comparisons are coming up and and, and i'm i'm listening to people compare themselves or compare somebody's story to somebody else's story and and somebody stating that well you know mine isn't that big of a deal as yours was and blah 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 and it's like shut up you are a big deal you deserve to feel the things that you feel and you don't you shouldn't have to worry about the judgment and you shouldn't have to worry about what people are saying behind your back and you shouldn't have to worry about 
and give in to the thought processes of all these things. You know what I mean? And I, like we could talk about the shoulda, woulda, couldas, but I think just for me, like you are a big deal. I am a big deal. And saying that to myself is huge. So if you need to write it on a sticky note to remind yourself to continue to build your self-worth, I am a big deal. I am worthy of amazing things. I am capable. I am enough. I am strong. I am loved. I am unique. I just, all of the different things that you could write about yourself to lift yourself up and to recognize that we all compare. And I did it the other day. I was working out with a friend of mine who I used to work out with a lot before I got diagnosed and um, was to a point where I was keeping up, like jamming, driving, throwing weights around, getting it, building up the stamina, adding more weight to it, like all the stuff when it was like awesome. And she's now way further down her journey. You know, she was already a year ahead of me when I first started working out with her and her, and her, you know, journey. And, um, now it's like way more because I had to stop. But just the, just the fact that I can take my time and do me and still go over and do that. But I found myself like, Oh God, Mike, I call her the beast. You a beast mode girl. You're such a beast. You're a beast. You're amazing. And she's like, stop it. You know, and I just, I'm like, I had to stop myself. I cannot compare myself now to the old Brenna. And I cannot compare myself to her because our journeys are two totally different journeys. And my health journey is different than her health journey and she's been at it a lot longer and I had to stop for a period of time and now I'm coming back and so you know just taking that moment to breathe in and breathe out and recognize what I was was attempting to do and just accepting where I was at surrender Oh, stinking word that always haunts me. <laughs> but it is. It's just surrendering is accepting. Surrendering is acknowledging. Surrendering is is moving forward. Is is letting it be. Uh uh-uh, uh, Mella, don't do that. Don't dig on that pillow. <laughs> My dog, she'd dig it on a pillow. Um so it's it's a it's a it's a normal thing when it comes to that comparison thing. <laughs> Um, oh, I like this too. So in her book, Brene Brown writes, most of us assume that upward comparison always leaves us feeling not enough and downward comparisons make us feel better than, but a researcher, um, Frank Fujita 
writes, social comparisons can make us happy or unhappy. Upward comparisons can inspire or demoralize us, whereas downward comparisons can make us feel superior or depress us. In general, however, frequent social comparisons are not associated with life satisfaction or the positive emotions of love and joy, but are associated with the negative emotions of fear, anger, shame, and sadness. These are important findings because regardless of the different outcomes, in the end, comparing ourselves to others leads us to fear, anger, shame, and sadness. That's a tough one. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed how you feel, but maybe that's a question we all need to stop and think about too, is when I compare myself to somebody else, how do I feel? Does it make me feel better? Does that internal voice inside of your head turn to, oh, see, if you could have just done that better, if you could have thought about that, it would have been way better coming from you. You know what I mean? Like that, that role of, of, of sick, disgusting words, that negative voice in your head that starts speaking to you, you know, and I, I have found that comparison for me, I compare myself and I just become resentful. I become bitter. I become envious of whatever it is that's going on around me and it doesn't serve me well. And so stopping that cycle, I think is going to be massive. And I feel like this conversation is going to have to come to a close. I'm looking at this going, oh my gosh, we're like 45 minutes into this podcast and uh, Brenna could have kept going. But, um, just think about that for a little for a little bit and ask yourself what does comparing myself to another person or situation or thing is it serving me in a positive or negative way and when i compare what voice turns on inside my head how long am i getting stuck in that cycle of comparison How do I treat other people when I compare myself to them? Just food for thought. Anywho, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am wishing you all the best. We will continue this conversation. If you have not checked out that book of um, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, you totally should. It is... um, it's just incredible so far. I've just really, I've always enjoyed Brene Brown's work. She's awesome. And I pull stuff from hers and I pull stuff from other things that I've read. And some of it is too, is just this internal monologue that I have going on and the work that I've done with other human beings, being a counselor in the community. And yeah, just reflect, be mindful, be aware, listen to your knowing and face what you need to face. You're not alone. Until the next time, guys. See you soon.
Oh man, once again, I love that song. The breakup song by Francesca Battistelli. I love that message in her song. So anywho, love you guys. Stay blessed. Be mindful. Be you and see you on the next episode.